This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. Cowboys gather around lonely campfires in the western United States and repeat stories of the phantom figure of the plains. They tell of his daring crusade against outlaws and crime, of his great horse Silver, of the Indian Tonto, who is the masked rider's faithful companion in danger of every sort. And now as Silver thunders down the trail, adventure calls once more. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver, old fellow. waiting to help us. Hail Silver! A gang of outlaws led by Blackjack Martin was badly in need of money. We see them now assembled in a woods not far from the large ranch of Steve Garrett. It is night, and the men listen eagerly as the leader speaks. I'll outline everything to you men. 
You can pass the plans along to the guards when they go off duty. It's a good thing you got some plans, Blackjack. We're downright broke. We won't be that way long. We'd better not be. We can't travel far without cash. I'd like to know how the law happened to get so close to us in our last camp. I got my suspicions about that, Hawk. One of our bunch double-crossed us. That's what I figured. I had an idea who it was. That's why a couple of our men were shot up. You mean the lawman didn't get them? No, the lawman didn't get them. I got them myself. Now we don't have the suspicion none of the bunch, huh? I figure not. What we gotta do now is to get some cash and get it quick. We have to clear out of here and put plenty of ground behind us. What's your idea? There ain't no cash around town, except what Steve Garrett brings in when he buys things. Steve Garrett's got more cash and he knows what to do with. Yeah, but how can we get it? He's got about 25 men in his ranch, each one handy with a six-gun. I got an idea how to get some cash from him. How's that? He's got a kid named Billy, seven years old. What about it? He'll likely be coming to town tomorrow to buy supplies. I found out he generally comes on Wednesday. Yeah? He'll bring his young'un with him. Now that's where our plans among the people of his district. He owned the largest ranch in the county and employed a crew of more than 20 men. But though he was proud of his ranch and position, he reserved his greatest love for his son, Billy. We see them on a the trip to town for supplies. The rancher was met by a deputy with word that Sheriff Wilson wanted to see him in his office. Garrett left Billy on the porch. He's inside, Mr. Garrett, and wants to see you right away. All right. Burns said you want to see me, Sheriff. Something extra special turned up? Yeah. Where's that kid of yours? On the porch. Why? All right. Just as well he don't hear what we say. Sit down there, Steve. You're downright serious about something. What's the trouble? Trouble are plenty, I'm feared. Fact is, we may have more trouble around town than we can handle for long. How's that? Take a look at these handbills, Steve. Reward notices. Hmm. Blackjack Martin, huh? I heard about him. Who ain't? He's a critter that turned Carter County inside out. I heard about that. Then he went to Panamint and raised Hob there. Left with the law on his heels after shooting five men. Had to leave all his loot behind, so he's hard up for cash now. What's all this got to do with me, Wilson? I got a letter here from my friend Jed Slade over Panamint Way. Says he figures Black Jack Martin will be coming here next. That means you might see something of him out your way. It's know that you're pretty well fixed. Oh. So I wanted to warn you. I'd like to see that rat try anything. First place, my hands can give as good a show of fighting as any score men in the country. It was all with me in the army. Yeah, I know. Second place, I don't keep much cash around the house. I know that, Garrett. But Blackjack is, uh, has ways of getting cash in spite of what you got around the house and in spite of your 20 fighting car hands. Now, what do you mean? You got a right smart young one. Billy? <laughs> you bet I have. Watch him mighty close, Garrett. I... Let go of me! Huh? Let go of me! Listen, your son. Huh? Let go of me! Why? Make him let me go! Take your hands off my boy, Engine. Let him go. Uh, Who are you? Where are you from? Me in store. Buy food. Billy, come here. I didn't do anything, Pa. Was you in the store? Uh-huh. Whoa, I only... Him want candy. Him ask Tonto. Thought you said you left him on the porch. I did, Dad Rabbit. But he's got a spunk of his maw and mind of his own. The dickens of a time making him obey. I told you not to go off on that porch. Oh, I only... Him talk to stranger. Who? To Tonto. That's me. Oh. That's not right. 
So Tonto fetch him here. Oh, thanks, Tonto. Billy, I told you not to leave the porch and not to talk to strangers. I wanted some candy. You stay where you're put until I'm done talking. Thanks for fetching him, Injun. Mm-hmm. All right. Me go now. Billy, you wait on the porch till I come for you. Now mind what I say. All right, Paul. That's what I was getting at, Steve. Black Jack and his bunch could take the boy and hold him for ransom. Gosh, I never thought of that. They're on enough to do anything in the world for cash. I reckon your 20 guards wouldn't do much good if them snakes got the young'un. No, you're doggone right, Wilson. You got any special reason for thinking some of the Black Jack outfit will be around? Ain't no telling where they'll be. There ain't much in the way of a description on the handbills. There ain't no one ever got a close look at them and lived to tell about it. That's the sort of critters they are. Shoot first and don't leave no witnesses. Well, keep in mind what you said. Keep an eye on the boy. Don't let him get out of your sight. I won't. I'll head for the store now if you're done. That's all I had to say, Steve. I'm much obliged for the warning. All set, Billy. Now we can... Oh, where's the youngster gone? Ain't he there on the porch? No. Hey, Billy. You ought to teach him to mind you. Hey, Billy, where are you anyhow? You looking for the kid? Where is he? I seen him going toward the store a minute ago. I'll teach him to mind me. Come on, Wilson. You tell him what you told me. Might scare the youngster. Well, he needs something to make him mind. I guess not. He's in the store asking someone else to buy candy for him. You blame soon find out. Here's the store. I'll teach him. I don't see him in there. Billy! Where are you? Hi there, Mr. Garrett. Fine to see you. Where's Billy? Your young'un was here just a minute ago, asking an engine to buy him candy. Yeah, but that's the first time. Come in just a couple of seconds ago with some man i never seen before. Stranger? Yeah, I reckon so. Where'd they go? I didn't know. Well, what was said? Nothing. Hope there ain't nothing the matter, Mr. Garrett. Well, I don't know yet. The stranger buy anything? Yeah, took some candy from that case, sir. Paid me two bits and said, never mind, change. He only took about a nickel's worth. Did he give the candy to Billy? Yeah, and the two of them went out. Come to think of it, they went out the back way. I thought nothing of it at the time. Gosh, Mr. Garrett, I hope there ain't nothing wrong. Come on, Sheriff, we'll look out back. I sure didn't think nothing much about it at the time. Shut up and save your wind. Maybe we need a description of this, stranger. If we do, by thunder, you better have it pat. Billy! Billy Garrett! Billy! Where are you? Hey, Billy! What's the matter, Sheriff? Burns Garrett's kids disappeared. You seen him? No. Billy! Billy! Yeah, it's just on the ground. Looks like a cap. That's his. He was here all right. Here's a note pinned to it with a thorn. Well, let me see it. What's it say? Let me look, too. Wilson, he's kidnapped. What? Let me see that note there. What's it say? $10,000 ransom. Get it ready. They'll let me know what to do with it if I want the boy back alive. That's the Blackjack Martin bunch, that dirty pack of polecats. They got him. They say they'll kill him if I get the help of the law. You already got the help of the law. But wait, wait a minute. Wait, nothing. Burns, get the other deputies. Right. Round up a half a dozen men. We'll form a posse while the train is hot. Now, wait a minute. Listen here, Sheriff. Don't you see what this note says? I don't care what the note says. Let me pay the ransom. Whatever they ask, it's worth it to get my boy back alive. Paying ransom to such snakes that makes this kidnap business pay. Don't go after him. Wait till they write me again. We're going after him right now. Burns has the boys heading this way already. Don't worry. We'll round up this black Jack Mark gang. Boys, I don't want you to go. refused to obey the instructions given in the ransom note. Instead, he and his men immediately followed what they believed to be the trail of the kidnapper's horse. Meanwhile, Tonto, the faithful Indian companion of the Lone Ranger, returned to their small camp in the woods. Tonto, unaware of the kidnapping, told what had happened in town. With the Blackjack Martin gang working around here, Tonto, 
Garrett, I'd better keep a mighty close watch on his son. Mm, that's right. I hope you told Garrett. Me tell him. I don't think we've ever tried to trail a man who was as hard to locate as Blackjack. Him not far from here. But he might just as well be in another state for all the success we've had in finding him. Mm, that's right. What's the matter with Silver? Him here sound. Say, Silver, old boy. What's the matter with you? Maybe snake. Silver doesn't act like this when a snake is near. I'll go take a look. Back her up. There now, old boy. Steady. You've warned us. Take it easy. We... Nice to mister. We got your cover. That's terrible. It's me, all right. We got to get the boy. What's the matter? Look at the mask on that one. Maybe he's Blackjack. Put down your guns. I'm not Blackjack Martin. Hear that? He knows Blackjack's last name. If you ain't him, how do you know his name? Who is there in this part of the country who hasn't heard of that crook? Where's the guarantee? Garrett. What matter him? Come on. No need you trying to deny you got him. I've seen you with him this morning. Oh, but me. Give him to father. Yeah. And you told the storekeeper that you were teamed up with a white man. We followed your trail. Is the boy gone? Yes, he's gone. There was a note pinned to his cap, demanding ransom. Who was that note from? Didn't have to sign his name. It was Black Jack. He's holding the boy for ransom? You're him. You're wrong. That's not an outlaw. We ain't got take, boy. Where's he at? Talk or we can start swinging lead. We don't know mind to fool around. What did the note say? You reckon you ought to know. What did it say? Said it'd be $10,000 paid for the return of the boy. Said that if the law was notified, the boy wouldn't live. So you immediately went on the trail. Talk, Dad, Rancho. He'll shoot. If we had been the kidnappers, don't you suppose the boy would be hidden somewhere away from camp? Where's he at? I don't know. But you and your blundering way of trying to find him aren't helping his chances to live. I suppose you feel like his father does. The ransom should be paid. No. You're darn right it's no. If everyone refused to meet the demands of kidnapping rats and polecats, there wouldn't be no profit in it. And they'd soon blame Soppy. If I had my way, a man that pays ransom would be thrown into jail for aiding and abetting the criminal. Stop wasting time. Give him three seconds to produce youngin'. If they don't do it, shoot him, we'll have a hunt around the woods ourselves. Wait. You'll not help the child by your methods. So you admit having it. I admit nothing. I didn't have the child, and I don't know where the Blackjack Martin gang is hiding. But I do know that you're using the wrong methods to safeguard Billy Garrett. He's beating around the bush. Let's take him into jail. Not just yet. Take that mask off him. Go ahead, unmask him and rope him. Yeah. Sheriff, I don't like a fight with lawmen. You hadn't better try it. I'd a lot rather work with you and try to capture the Blackjack bunch. But you won't let me. You just so I'll have to work without you. What? Come on, of tonight's thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Behold my precious. Ooh, yeah, we do something right here, uh huh? It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy. Ha <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, there's a box just about for all collectors in. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, dig You're t- 
tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story, Billy Garrett, young son of a wealthy rancher, was kidnapped by the Blackjack Martin gang. The boy's father, fearing for Billy's life, asked that the instructions given in the ransom note be obeyed. But Sheriff Wilson, refusing, followed a trail that led to the camp of the Lone Ranger. He unjustly accused the masked man of the kidnapping, but with the aid of Silver, the Lone Ranger and Tonto escaped. Our next act opens in Steve Garrett's home. His wife, Martha, shows signs of exhaustion after a night of worry. Steve is plainly worried as he speaks to the United States Marshal. You see the spot we're in, Marshal Douglas? Sheriff Wilson lost his head complete when he heard about the abduction. Yeah, I can see that, Steve. In spite of all Stephen said, Wilson started out with a posse. And come back without any prisoners. He was downright put out when he came into town last night. So they tell me. You think he did find some of the blackjack Martin men? I doubt it, Mrs. Garrett. I got an idea that there was someone else he followed. He said there was an engine there. The same one that was in his office yesterday. Yeah. I sort of took that engine. I liked his style. I wouldn't figure him to be in cahoots with the Martin Bunch. If he was, why would he have brought Billy to you as he did? Don't seem like he would have. But Sheriff Wilson don't stop to figure things like that out. He just went blind and loco mad and then set out. Now, what do you want me to do, Steve, is to call the lawman off the Martin trail? You've got to. They said in the note that if I sent lawman after him, they'd never let my boy come home back alive. So you figure to pay the ransom when they write you about it? Oh, what else can I do? I don't know if there's anything else you can do, Steve. The main thing is to get the lad back safe and sound. That's all that counts. I don't care if we had to give everything we got. I want my boy. I'll see Wilson right away. In the name of heaven, tell him not to try and fight the blackjack bunch. Tell him that they won't never return the boy unless he keeps the lawman away. I'll tend to it. I'll ride for town right now. Thanks, Marshal Douglas. Thanks, no end. I'll let you know how I make up. Good. Oh, Steve, I can't stand it much longer. Oh, I know, Martha. It's, it's an awful strain. If only we could be sure Sheriff Wilson would leave the crooks alone, there, there might be some chance. I don't Garrett. know. What the... A mess, man. Steve, that's one of them. Take it easy, Garrett. I'm not an outlaw. I'm a friend of Tuttle, the Indian. The man I seen yesterday? Yes. Uh, what do you want here? Who in the name of goodness are you? Believe me when I say I'm trying to help you. But my boy Billy, he... Blackjack Martin never lets anyone see him at close range. What do you mean? I mean that even if you do pay the ransom, you'll never see your son alive. Oh, oh Lord. But wait. Steady, Mr. Garrett. You're on the level. Put them guns down. I can't take that chance, Garrett. <laughs> They've already killed my boy. No, I'm sure they haven't. How do you know that? Because they'll not harm him until after they send you full instructions as to how to pay the ransom. Oh, Martha. Martha, honey, buck up. Better rest on that cot, Garrett. You had a shot, and I'm sorry for it. But I had to know the answer to one question. Martha. Martha, are you all right, honey? Martha, speak to me. Stranger, get that basin of water on the stand over there. She's all right, Garrett. Here, bathe her face. There now, honey, you're all right. Boy's alive. Your son's alive, and we're going to get him back for you. Stephen, is that the truth? The sooner you let me speak privately to your husband, the sooner we can get started. Oh, then, then do it now. In the name of mercy, get started. I'm all right. Step outside with me, girl. You, you're going to be all right, Martha? Oh, yes, yes. Come with me. Oh, poor Martha. It's more of a strain than a mother can stand. It's a worse crime than murder, Garrett. That's why the marshal is wrong. Those men must not have protection. But my boy... too is wrong. You said he was alive. His mother needed that hope. Then I that... hope to heaven he's alive. You've already had further word from the kidnappers. You knew? That's what I had to find out, Garrett. 
Your wife's reactions when I said he'd be alive until that word came gave me the answer. I want to know the details for the payment of ransom. Uh, I see. What are they? There ain't no use denying that I had word from Pay and hope they'll send my boy back home. And let him live to recognize each member of the gang? I can tell you, Garrett, easier than I can your wife. There is not one chance in a hundred that payment of the ransom will save the boy's life. Then what do we... Someone must work against this gang quietly and secretly. Not as the sheriff moved against them. But how? They took every precaution. Let me have the note they sent you. Oh, I, I got it here. They want the cash. Ten thousand dollars. That'll make a bulky package. Well, it's got to be put in a trunk. Gold and silver. No folding money. I see. Then it's got to be took to Gunstock Creek and hauled downstream to where the overhanging dead tree marks the county line. Then what? Then I look for one end of a rope that comes from the water to dry ground... Tie that rope to the trunk and go away. You'll not know where the other end of the rope is. No. Might be at any point on either side of the creek. That's right. Or in the creek itself. When the crooks are sure no one is near, they'll drag in no tracks to their camp. It's a clever scheme. How can a man outwit such rats as that? I tell you, mister, no matter what you got in mind, it won't work. There ain't a chance to beat them crooks. All I can see to do is to pay and hope for the best. You'll do more than that. But I... Go to town today. I can get it packed and ready. Well, that's what I planned on, but... When is the cash to be left there? After dark. Tonight. And follow orders to the letter. But between now and then, stop at this house with the trunk. Jack Martin gang prepared to claim the ransom money. Three of their number, carefully instructed, rode to get the trunk containing the gold and silver. While the remainder waited in camp, they listened to their leader. How are we going to handle the kid? That's easy. You don't figure on letting him go free, do you? Don't talk foolish. Oh, gosh, I hate to do for a kid his age. He's, he's like a sort of young one I once had, a fallen one outlaw. That's enough of that talk. Oh, I know, Black Jack, but... Any I... man that goes soft on us knows what to look for. I ain't gone soft. I only... You'd let the kid go back to his folks. Let him be able to tell what all of us look like. I reckon that wouldn't be good sense. Of course it wouldn't. It'd be suicide. And Jack, ain't well, one thing worries me about the getting of that cash. What's that? What if someone follows the boys when they get the trunk? <laughs> I've taken care of that. How's that? Garrett ties a rope to the trunk, don't he? Yeah. The other end of the rope is downstream under the water, about a hundred yards away from where the trunk is. When the boys are sure the coast is clear, they get the rope and ride quiet in the water. Uh-huh. Don't leave no trail. Not even bloodhounds can follow them. They come right here. As soon as they get here, we bust the trunk open, get the cash, each of us loads our saddlebags, and we clear out. Well. And no man can trail us. If any lawmen are watching, they won't see nothing. Because our boys will be around the bend. Yep, and won't move while anyone is around. But I don't think anyone will be close by. Not if what Lamb said is true. I was in town all day. The sheriff's men ain't allowed to act. U.S. Marshal's got him clamped down. Don't go nice to the U.S. Marshal, huh? Don't make too much noise. I 
No use taking chances. There's someone coming. Stand ready. Get your guns out. What's our man coming? If it ain't, you know what to do. Any sign of lawman, be sure you get the kid first off. I'll stand close by the kid. That's our bunch, all right. Hi, boss. Hey, you got it? Sure. Oh, there's a the Right here. Carry it over here. You boys get the horses ready. Come on, boys. Bring it over here. I don't see you. Of course not. Well, mind you now, the first time anyone coming in here, take care of the kid. If he lives or any of us is captured, you tell what we look like. They got their orders, Hawk. You give a hand getting that trunk. Ways plenty. Supposedly silver instead of gold. Yeah, that does it. Now open her up and let's see what all that cash looks like. You gents stand close with your horses and fill the saddlebag. What about the kid? We'll take him with us for a ways. Open the trunk. Water weren't deep enough to get her very wet. Mm, there we are. Cut your torch here. Let me see what all this cash looks like. Here you are, Jack. Who spilled oil around here? I don't know. Never mind the oil. Grab that silver. Good to get the feel of cash again. Don't waste time feeling of it. Pack it for moving. Here, Zeke. Get your bags filled. Get your horse closer. Right. You too, Hawk. Load up. Horse, looks like there's a fire of some sort over yonder. Oh, what about it? Just curious. Never mind that. Get this stuff packed up. I hanker to hit new trails. Might be a forest fire or something. It's a big blaze. Now, what of it? Hey, it's coming closer. Yeah, it's coming right this way. Moving along the ground fast. What? It is coming here. Hey, what's this oil? Look here. There's a can of it spilled in the trunk. <laughs> Who's that yelling? That fire's getting too close. Get that oil away from here. It's spilled all over the ground. The fire is here. Come, cat. My hands are covered with oil. Help, John. Fire. Help me. The kid. I can't get my gun to fire. My road. Help me. Beat that fire. Look out for the horse. Beat it out. Who's coming here? Help me. The fire will burn out in a few seconds. Get them all tied while they're helpless. man is a wonder. We captured every one of them, brought them in town, and threw them in jail. And my boys, saved. Oh, Billy, how did you manage to find them, Steve? The masked man blazed a trail of their camp with coal oil, set fire to it, and while they was trying to put it out, we rode in and took them. Billy, boy, don't ever, don't ever go with a stranger again. I won't, Mother. I'm sorry. He just didn't know, Marthy. But you do now, don't you, son? Oh, I was so scared. I'll never, never do what you don't want me to do again. Oh, We'll say a prayer of thanks tonight, Marthy. Thank you.
you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger, Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hio Silver, the Lone Ranger. that marked the early frontier days of the western United States can equal the stirring deeds of the phantom figure of the plains. You will not find his name in the written pages of history, but his relentless fight against injustice won him a secure place in the hearts of the pioneers, and their descendants have never permitted his story to be forgotten. And now, adventure lives once more. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver Old Boy! There's no time to lose! She my first time is on the warpath! Above the thunder of Silver's hoofs, we heard the Lone Ranger say that there was trouble in the Indian country. In the first scene of our drama, we see the masked man and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, beside an empty stagecoach that has been abandoned five miles away from the regular stage road, leading from the town of Redford to Fort Pearson. Tonto, I wonder if this is a stage that disappeared yesterday with a load of ammunition for the garrison at Fort Pearson. Mm, this same stage, all right. It must be the one. See, it was especially constructed to carry boxes containing shells and guns. Oh, Chief White Bear's Indians must have held it up. Yet? What? Wrong. There are several strange things about it. Oh, you hear those shots? Then come that way. They weren't fired at us, however. They're come from our own horse. A white man. Stay there. Help me. Indians are after me. There. Injun. Yonder. They're coming over that hill. Maybe them White Bear engines. There are only three or four of them. A few shots will hold them off. Them stop. Yes. They've stopped on top of the rise. Come over here. He'll be safe. I'm coming. Injun, turn. Them go back. They don't want to attack three of us. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. Oh, there. You had a narrow escape. So blame now, mister. I can still feel the hot breath down my neck. You needn't worry now. Thanks to you. 
Need be afeard I'm going to ask questions about that mask you're wearing. Or the engine with you, mister. You saved my life, and that's good enough for Mort Leeds. Are you Mort Leeds? That's my handle. Are you the man who drove the stage and disappeared with land for Fort Pearson? Uh-huh. That's me again. But what happened? Did Chief White Bear attack the stage? I sure enjoy telling you about it, mister. But let's get going out of this blame engine country first. It ain't so popular with me. You're going back to town? Sure I am. You going that far? No, but my friend and I will ride part of the way with you. Come on, Silver. Glad to have the company. Get up there. Was it White Bear who got the arms? Well, nobody else. In plenty bad engines. He's pies and bad. He's raised more rumpus around this country the last four weeks than anybody ever did for him. Once more, he got Judd blast him. Judd? The guy that rode the stage with me. Them sidewinders never give him a chance. They come whooping and hollering out of the hills and kill him before he really had a chance to draw. Then you didn't try to fight them? Fight him? Mister, you never in your born day seen such a fight. Guns are blazing and horses screaming and the stage tearing down the road like it is shaped to pieces. Them redskins kept the air so full of bullets it was like a swarm of bees. Judd was sagging again me as dead as all get out. And them painted engines was hanging onto the bridles of my horses till they just up and stopped. Me not see what Wait, fellow. Go on, Mort. And them devils maybe drive the stage off to where you seen it back there. Loaded the ammunition on the horses, and then they, they took me back to the camp. They got up in the hills. You were fortunate to get away. You just bet I was. I thought my number was up for sure when they got me to camp. But when they wasn't watching close, I grabbed me a horse and lit out of there. If I hadn't met up with you two, I, I reckon they'd have catch me again. Glad we came along, Mort. You say you're heading for Redwood now? Yep. They'll be needing me there. Ain't another really good stage driver around these parts. And they still got to get ammunition to the fort. Who's in charge of the soldiers at Redwood? Cap Meadows has been there with the company ever since old White Bear went loco. This is as far as we go. We don't want to get too close to town. <laughs> Hi, Savvy. Massman ain't overly welcome any place. You may meet again. Uh, thanks for what you've done. Get along there. Get up there, boy. Get up there. Him not tell truth. No. Him not fight, Kingpin. There wasn't a bullet hole in that stage. No. There's nothing to show that the guard had been killed as he stated. And him wear money belt. I noticed that too, Tonto. Looks as though it was filled. That's plenty funny. It is. In the first place, no man would have carried a heavy money belt with him on a dangerous trip through this country. That's right. And if he had carried money, Chief White Bear would have taken it away from him. Perhaps. What you think? Perhaps White Bear gave it to him. You think Mort Color let that engine get guns? No, no. White Bear would pay any amount for arms. His brave will follow him as long as he can furnish them with rifles and ammunition. Uh, We're going to keep an eye on Mort Leeds, Tonto. Mort Leeds returned to Redwood, repeated his thrilling story of the unsuccessful fight with Chief White Bear's braves, and was received as a hero. He made his official report to Captain Meadows, commanding officer of the company stationed in town. Then in the early evening, he went to the office of the Army Quartermaster, Eric Kramer. He was not aware, as he told his friend of his experience with a masked man, that the Lone Ranger had determined to investigate his actions. <laughs> so I told the masked fellow in the engine about escaping from White Bear, and they fell for it hard. Are you sure they didn't suspect anything? Nary a thing. But you say they saw the stage. If they did, they'd know there hadn't been a fight. Shucks, they wasn't at the stage five minutes. Five minutes would be enough, you fool. Now, take it easy, Eric. Well, if they did notice something was wrong, the stage had been burnt by now, and who's going to take the word of a masked outlaw anyhow? Mm. Did White Bear pay you? Just take a squint at this belt. <laughs> he paid up all right. And that ain't all. What do you mean? He paid up for next time, too. Next time? Look here, now, boy. Hold on a second. 
You and me might as well be getting the cash while it's to be got. Yes, but if and we any go... blame fool knows there's got to be another load of arms sent to the fort as long as the first didn't get there. That's so. But we can't do this too often. Who said anything about doing it often? I got enough good hard cash for these two times to leave us sitting pretty for a long while to come. Hmm. Of course, Captain Meadows is sending more arms. Sure he is. Nobody suspects you, so you'll probably drive the siege. Of course I will. But I don't understand why old White Bear paid you in advance. <laughs> the old devil didn't have no choice. What? I just told him if he wanted another load, he'd pay for it. We can't take chances being seen taking cash when he holds us up. Never can tell who might be looking on. Uh-huh. <laughs> you want to divvy up the gold now? Keep it out of sight. Captain Meadows may be here any minute. What's he coming here for? He's coming to tell us exactly what we want to know. What's that? When and how the next load of arms will be sent. <laughs> now, ain't that real nice of him? <laughs> he thinks he has a plan to get the next load through without trouble from White Bear. Yeah? And he wants our help. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing you know, he'll be asking White Bear for help. <laughs> right. Huh? That may be him now. Come in. Evening, Cap. Good evening, sir. Well, you're both here, huh? Does Morton know why I'm here, Kramer? I told him you had a plan concerning the ammunition, sir. And we can get right down to business. Uh, Sorry about what happened to the last load, Cap, but I... Never mind that now. It wasn't your fault. I'm obliged to you for saying it. But naturally, you realize that Fort Pearson still needs arms. We'll get them there somehow. You're willing to try again? Willing? Just ask me, Cap. You had something in mind, sir? I believe I've thought of a way at last to fool White Bear. Yeah? The safest way, of course, would be to send a large escort with the stage. And leave Redwood unprotected? I can send a small guard along. You're begging your pardon, Cap, but what in blaze of good would that do? You don't figure White Bear's scared of a handful of soldiers, do you? <laughs> I intend to send a small guard with an empty stage. But what good would that... One moment. What about loading boxes with stone, putting them in a stage, sending an escort with them, and letting it be thought the stage contained arms? Maybe I don't just savvy, but... And then, a... after dark, send out the real load in another stage. You mean draw White Bear off of the first stage while the second slips through? Exactly. Jumpin' Jehoshaphat, Cap. That's a scheme that might work. You agree, then? What do you think, Kramer? I say the same as Mort. I'd hope you would. Mort, will you drive the loaded stage? You said I would, didn't I? And I'll go with him, sir. Good. Fort must have those arms as soon as possible. Can you be ready tomorrow evening? Yes, sir. Very well. That's all for tonight, then. I'll be turning in. Good night, Cap. We'll teach the white bear a thing or two. You can rely on us, sir. And we'll arrange the final details in the morning. White Bear will have to know about this. I'll take care of that. Can you make it to his camp bag before morning? You just watch me. Tell White Bear we leave after dark. Decide on a place to attack the stage. Well, look, Crick Bridge is the place. Ain't a handier place in the hollow road. Good enough. I'll be off to the hills right now. They got the gold, and tomorrow White Bear will have the guns. And not a blame soul to suspect a thing. <laughs> Satisfied with the plans he had made, returned to his home on the far side of town. But he had not yet prepared for sleep when suddenly the door burst open and the tall figure of the masked man appeared. What the... I want to speak to you, Captain Meadows. You're wearing a mask. Yes, but I'm not an outlaw. Get out of here. Wait. You're going to hear what I have to say. Why, Teddy, under... Captain. Well, say what you have to say and get out. Do you want to lose more arms than Chief White Bear? What's that? If you do, follow the plan you made tonight. What do you know about that plan? Enough to know that it'll fail. You are an outlaw. You're working for White Bear. If I were, would I tell you that I know your plans? No. There's sense to that, all right. There'd be no reason coming here if I didn't want to help you. Talk some more. I'll listen. Captain, you've been sold out by two men you trust. Go ahead. I'm still listening. Who knew about the last shipment of arms that was held up and stolen? My quartermaster and the driver, of course. 
Wait. Are you hinting no that... No one else? No one but Judd, the guard. And Judd is dead. Go on. If White Bear gets more guns, or if the fort fails to receive the guns it needs, there'll be bloodshed. White Bear will plunder and kill. He won't be able to stop him. The two men who knew about your last shipment know your present plans. Are you going to take a chance with this next shipment, too? You expect me to surrender them on your say-so? I saw the stage. It had been robbed. You heard Mort Leeds tell of the fight. But there wasn't one mark from a bullet on that stage. Can you prove that? No. The stage has been burned. You can only take my word for it. And you think I'll do that? No, but you can do something else. What? You can let me show you how to get more proof. And if I don't? Then the responsibility for bloodshed will be yours. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is some kind of a trick. Maybe I've lost all the sense I ever had. But by thunder, I like the way you talk. Then you'll do as I suggest? Go on. I'm not promising a thing. But I sure want to hear what you have to say. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. When Mort Leeds reported that Chief White Bear had held up his stage and taken the load of arms it contained, the Lone Ranger suspected his story and found his suspicions correct. He overheard a plot between Mort and the Army Quartermaster, Eric Kramer, to permit a second load of ammunition to fall into the hands of the Indians. The next evening, a crowd of curious onlookers gathered about the stage, which Mort, accompanied by Kramer, was going to drive. There's the stage, Mort's driver. So loaded down easily. Must be an eating plenty food at the port. Reckon they can make it? Wouldn't be in Mort's shoes for a heap. Now with the Indians the way they are, well, you know, Jim, I'm Well, Cap, the last box is in, and I reckon we're all set. All loaded, you say, Mort? <laughs> loaded and ran to go. And the heft of those boxes... We're carrying enough stuff to wipe out White Bear and all his redskin relations. Careful, Mort. I told everyone those boxes contain only food. Hey, hi, Savvy. Expect any trouble? Judge Cap, that's something nobody can tell. But I'm looking for none. Don't worry, sir. We'll get through if anybody can. That's the spirit. Now then, I think you'd better be on your way. Yes, sir. The first stage has had a three-hour start. The darkness to help you, you should have a successful trip. Sure we will, Cap. Come on, Eric. we got a powerful long trip before us before sunup. Wish us luck, Captain. Good luck, boys. All right, Mort. Let's go. Get up there. Get along there, you blackie friends. Get along there. There goes the stage. Oh, get through. No fun driving the stage by night. Keep moving, Mort. Those papers don't get to Fort Pearson. I lose money. I pretty shadow for the fort, you know. Here you are, Foxy Pen. I'll spot me on that deal. Yep. i got to take my... Men ready to stop. You here? Aren't you taking chances wearing that mask in town? It won't be noticed in the shadow of this building. Maybe are your men ready, Captain? They are. Hadn't we better let the stage get further along? We have a long trip ahead of us. Better you go. No. Is this the Indian you mentioned? Sounds my friend. And lucky for him, he is. Indians aren't very well liked in this part of the country right now. Tell your men to get to the horses. They're just waiting for a command. Oh, we surely can't just follow the stage. We ride out of town, away from the road, then cut back through the hills. In that case, there's no time to waste. Orderly. Yes, sir? Call the men together. They're to mount and be ready for action. Hurry. At once, sir. 
We'll have to ride fast, but we can make it. Here, Silver. We'll be ready to ride on your signal. Here, White Feller. Silver, yep. this ride, I mean the lives of hundreds of people who live in this territory. That's that right. If we fail, Chief White Bear will be on the warpath for months to come. Come on! With the Lone Ranger in the lead on his great horse, Silver, the cavalry swept out of town. They left the road, heading across the open plain in a swiftly moving, compact group. But swiftest of all was the masked man's white horse, whose hoofs thundered against the earth. Come on, Silver, old fellow! Let's have those great waves of yours! Hi, old Silver! When the town was far behind them, the Lone Ranger suddenly swung about and pointed the band toward the hills. Beyond was the road that led to the fort, and somewhere on that road was the Willow Creek Bridge, where white bear's braves awaited the approaching stagecoach. But still, Silver's ghostly white shape paced the cavalry with the smooth speed of an arrow. Only a short distance now! Come on, Silver! The troopers' mounts were weary and spent, when at last the masked man brought them to a hill that overlooked the winding road below. But there he reined Silver to a halt. Go, oh, Silver! Oh, boy, steady! Oh. Oh. You get him here in time? We'll know when we're near the bridge. Where? Where bridge? Another half mile. We'll stop here and approach quietly. Oh, no, I've never been on such a ride. I've never seen a horse equal that one of yours. Or have I? It didn't look to me as though you give that horse his head at any time. Silver's good for many more miles. Well... What now? You're going ahead with Tonto and me. Leave the soldiers here? Yes. We don't know where the Indians are waiting. They'd hear us if the entire troop advanced. You're right. The three of us will be able to get close enough to the bridge for our purpose. What if my men are needed? We'll have time to send for them. But it's important that we be on hand when the stage is held up. I said last night you were in charge, and I'm sticking to my bargain. Good. Now give your men their orders. Captain Meadows and Tonto carefully approached the Willow Creek Bridge. The stage was thundering toward the same point. Morton Kramer, confident that all would go well, were discussing their scheme. Does White Bear know just what to do, Mort? Sure does. He'll be waiting for us, all right. Get along there! Get along there! Mort, I have to hand it to you. Yeah. No one, not even Captain Meadows, suspects a thing. Wouldn't have sent us with the stage if they had, would they? And even if they did suspect something, even if they saw White Bear hold us up, they still couldn't prove we'd sold those guns. Of course they couldn't. What's there to prove? White Bear holds us up. He takes the gun. But there ain't no cash change in hand that anybody can see. <laughs> right. Get along there. Isn't that the bridge on ahead? That's all right now. How will the chief work this? The way they got it fixed, he'll be down in that there hollow just this side of the creek. Yes? Just before we get there, he and his braves will ride out, firing their shooting iron just like the mean business. Mm, sounds dangerous. <laughs> Don't you worry, none. Them painted devils knows how to handle themselves. Their shooting irons will be aiming straight up. And then? <laughs> well, just we can't fight off a whole passel of redskins, can we? Who can blame us for pulling up the horses? Get on I haven't seen a sign of them yet. They paid for this stuff. They'll be showing up. There they are. Now put on a good show. Someone might be coming along and maybe they mightn't. But we're playing it safe. Yes. You stop Give the redskins a high full of lead. I'll fire over their heads. Sail away from the stage. Fight like they're saved. Well, the last of the Redskins, 
Risking our lives over arms we can't save. Ah, uh, you stand over there. We're doing what you tell us, ain't we? Ka name in a talo sini. O kayo, o hamani kayo sen. What kind of blame fool palaver is that? Me tell brave, take box from stay. You aren't going to get away with this. You not make trouble. White bear let you leave. Well, Eric, well, nothing we could do. He made it look real enough to fool anyone more. <laughs> Anybody snooping around would sure think it was a real thing. And that's a fact. What matter? You stay here. Right there, find out what matter. Now, what incarnation of them redskins gabbing about? Looks to me like one of those boxes of guns broke open. They're too doggone excited. I don't particularly like the looks of this. They look sore about something. Pale face, come here. He mean us? I reckon he does. Come along. Might as well find out what this is all about. Pale face falls to great chief, White Bear. Pale face, speak with lying tongue. Huh? You look foot. Take a look at that box it broke. There ain't a gun in it. It is filled to the top with rocks. Pale face dogs try fool, White Bear. Pale face die. Yeah, but chief, now look, listen here. What can... happened? White Bear pay much gold for guns. But guns not here. We didn't have no idea the guns wasn't there. It's a mistake. Listen, you'll get your gold back. White bear, rich chief. White bear have plenty gold. But me kill pale face with lying tongue. Don't! Don't do it! We'll get more guns for you. Too late now. Gartu! Mokachi! Tell that pale that was to get away from you! They're going to kill us! It's the soldiers! They're up in the hills! Mela Pota! the Indians came pouring down from the hills, sweeping the ranks of the Indians with their concentrated fire. Their charge took the Braves completely by surprise. Steve White Bear, though an enemy of the Whites, was no coward. He fought fiercely, time after time, rallying his discouraged tribesmen. The superior training of the soldiers was not to be denied, and at length, they compelled the Indians' complete surrender. Fighting over, Captain Meadows and the Lone Ranger... Advanced upon the frightened figures of Mort Leeds and Eric Kramer. There they are. Two traitors to their own people. You're satisfied with the proof you have of their guilt? If the military court doesn't find it sufficient to sentence them to death, I'll resign my commission. Cap, Cap, them engines held us up. They found out about the shipment. That wasn't a blame thing we could do. We had to give it to them, Captain. Quiet. Both of you are finished. Yeah. You mean... I mean that lies won't help you now. Oh, Captain, I tell you... The mask man told me that you had sold out to White Bear. You can't prove... You can't prove a thing. But I can you convicted yourselves when the Indians found those boxes didn't contain guns. But listen, Captain, You were convicted in the only possible way. It ain't so, I tell you. We only did... had no other way to prove your guilt. You hid the gold White Bear paid you. The stage that was taken before was burned. 
Leaving no evidence to disprove your lying story, Mort. But I can't... There was but one way to show you up in your true colors. And that was to trick you into confessing before witnesses. It was the masked man's idea. He suggested the plan, and I followed his instructions. I'll bet that's the same masked fellow I met before. And when he met you, he saw enough to convince him that you were a traitor. If I ever get my hands on him, You I'll... won't. Both of you will be tried for treason. And you, Mort, will be tried for Judd's murder as well. There's just one thing I can thank you for. What's that? Your scheme brought the engines here and let the other stage with the guns get through to the fort. In fact, your plan helped that of the masked man. is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater.
fiery horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. days of the western United States, gunmen and soldiers, outlaws, cattlemen, and Indians lived dangerously and knew the thrill of adventure. But the most daring figure of them all was the masked rider of justice. Stories of his deeds have been told and retold through the generations. And now return with us once more to the days when the Phantom of the Plains fought crime with justice. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver Old Fellow! Stretch out those great legs of yours! There's an important trial in the town of Boston! As the Lone Ranger rode by on Silver, he said that he was heading for the town of Potsdam. The masked man and his faithful Indian companion entered town. They found the streets deserted, although it was only mid-afternoon. The townspeople had left their work to attend the trial of young Bob McAllister, charged with murder. But old Lem Purvis did not share their curiosity. He was content to sit on the steps of the courthouse, idly whittling, until the voice of the Lone Ranger demanded his attention. Say there, what's going on inside the court? Hey, Great guns, your mask! Don't let that scare you. What's the trial for? They're fixing to hang young Bob McAllister. And if ever there was a man framed, Bob's him. What's he accused of? Robbery and murder is all. Well, they can hang him for murder, but by darn, they can't get back what he said to have stole because he didn't steal nothing. Don't know who did, but Bob didn't. Why are you so sure of that? Stranger, when a man lives to be my age out here, it's because he's got blame good judgment and has the knack of picking out straight shooters from the ornery run of polecats and buzzards. McAllister's a straight shooter and always has been. You yourself, for instance. What about me? You ain't what your mask can make you out to be. <laughs> no, sirree. I ain't talked with you five minutes, and I size you up as a right-thinking hombre. And in spite of your mask at that... <laughs> I'd like to hear more about McAllister. Well, he'll be found guilty before sundown, hang before sunup, and then some skunk will have peace of mind, knowing Bob's paid for the murder of Joe Findlay. You said Bob was not guilty. Sure as my name's Lem Purvis, he ain't. It's a dirty shame the way things piled up again him. He didn't have no alibi for the night Joe was knifed. He was known to have rowed with Joe a couple hours previous, so Sheriff Green called on Bob at the express office where he worked, found the murder knife in his desk where some rat put it, and hailed him into court for trial. Adam? Mm-hmm. We we stay here for time. Exactly. You better not. 
Our sheriff's gosh awful ambitious, and he'd likely jail you and hang you just because you wear a mask. I'll take that chance. But Sheriff Green ain't as slick as I am sizing a man up. You better not take no chances. We'll go over to the side of the building. I see an open window there. We here, trial there? Yes. That's again my good advice to you, stranger. Thanks for the advice, Lem. If you thank me, take it and shove on. And let Bob McAllister hang for what he didn't do? Well, there ain't much you can do to stop it. I can talk to you again. Hey? And possibly you'll tell me which of the men in town you think might have framed McAllister. Come on, Tonto. Maybe old men bite good. Tonto, we're going to stay here. I don't know that. Did you keep us out here? Uh, we see tile now. There, window. We'll get as close as we dare. I know it looks as if the jury's coming in. Yeah. And from their expressions, it looks as if the worst has happened. That's a hanging jury if ever I see one. Bobby ain't got no chance at all. I wonder if he's really guilty. Sure, sure thought so when he gave his testimony. Order! Order this here court! Order! Will the uh, foreman and the jury in the case of a uh, state versus Robert McAllister, charged with the murder of Joe Finley, please rise? Yes, sir. And take that hat off. Ain't you no respect for the court? Not a heck of a lie. That'll do. Don't you get so flip. Has the jury reached the verdict? We has. Then let's hear it. We find the prisoner guilty as charged. <laughs> the prisoner will uh, please to stand and face the judge. I don't suppose there's any use of me saying any more now, is there, Judge? No, McAllister, there ain't. You do, however, have a chance to speak before I pass sentence if you got something worth saying. I have. I got something to say. Well? I know what the sentence will be. I'll hang. But there's just one thing I'd, I'd like to ask. Let me go to my mother for just a couple of hours. Where is she? It ain't far, Judge. Only a couple of hours riding. She she ain't able to get around much. And when I'm, I'm gone, I, I don't know who'll take care of her. She'll need cash and need it bad. And well, I've I've got some cash hidden. The stolen cash? No, sir. Bonds that were stolen from Joe Finley, not cash. The cash is my own. I don't know where it is. Can't allow a condemned man to leave here. Anything else to say? But judge, I've got to see my. Tell someone where the cash is, and the message will be taken. Tell someone. Hmm. With the way this trial's been handled, I wouldn't trust anyone. What's that? Someone in this town framed me for murder. I'd sooner have Ma not get the cash than give some rat a chance to steal it. That's enough from you, McAllister. The court will now pass sentence. I sentence you to be hanged by the neck until dead. The time? At sunrise tomorrow morning. The sheriff will take the prisoner in custody and put him under constant guard till morning. Come on, Bob. All you folks stay in your seats till the prisoner's removed. You need to hold your gun on me, Sheriff. I, I know there ain't no use trying to break loose. Serve your right, you murderer. Listen, I'm not going to stand. Ain't no use to reply at the talk. Bill's open there. Well, you see him where he's gone right soon. I'll go to the jail with you, Sheriff. Take the other side of the prisoner, Larson. Go on, McAllison. Hi there, Bob. Tough luck. I was rooting for you, but I was afraid the card was stacked. Quiet, Lim. Ain't allowed you to talk to the prisoner. Where's the jail straight ahead, Bob? I ain't a killer, Larson. I I don't want to be hanged. I know you don't, Bob, and I ain't so sure you're guilty. And doggone it all, it was the evidence. I wish there was something I could have done to help. Shut your mouth, Larson. That ain't no way for a deputy to talk to a condemned man. I wouldn't mind the hanging half as much. If only I could get to see my mother. Just long enough to give her the cash. I suppose you don't care to tell me where it is any more than you do anyone else in town. I ain't trusting no one. This real murder of Joe Finley is slick. He'd get that cash if anyone in town knew where it was. I'm not going to... wait. Stay on the side, Injun. You wait. 
Me want talk with the fella. Move along. Table out. Where your mother lives. I ain't talking. I... You tell me. No. Get back there. Flash, you ain't allowed to run alongside us like that. We can't tell lie. Redskin, Bob. You can trust him. I ain't telling nobody. Let me talk with the engine. I got some ideas of my own. That night, Bob McAllister sat alone in his cell while Larson, the deputy sheriff, stood guard outside. As he watched, the masked man and Tonto were moving quietly toward the shadowed jail. We're justified, Tonto. I'm sure of it. Mm, not right. I'm convinced that Bob told the truth. Uh, I'm afraid there's little chance to save him, though. There's too much evidence piled up against him. You know what Lem Fuller tell you. Yes. Lem Purvis does seem to be a good judge of men. Only we can get Bob to his mother. I'm sure he'll feel a lot better. Mm, that's right. She'll at least have some money to take care of her. Uh, there's the jail. There. There, guard. Can you make out who the guard is? Looked like deputy. Which one? The Larson feller. The only man in town outside of Lem Purpose with a kind word to say to Bob. Mm. I'm sorry he's the guard, but it can't be helped. We're here to help Bob. Come on, Tonto. We'll move ahead slowly. We don't want him to have the chance to raise any alarm. There ain't no use my trying to sleep anyhow. So you may as well talk if you don't mind, Larson. I don't mind, Bob. Anything I can do to make it a little easier, I'm glad to do it. Thanks. It wouldn't do, though, for me to be seen confabbing through the bars like this. I suppose not. Don't you reckon it'd be a good idea to try and sleep? For what? I got about six hours left on Earth. Why should I waste them sleeping? This is the last time I'll see them stars in the sky. The last time I'll, I'll be able to talk to anyone. And I didn't kill Joe Finley. That ain't right, Larson. That ain't just. Take it easy, Bob. Getting head up won't help none. And Mother, she don't even know I'm in trouble. She'll be looking for me to come home tonight. And, and I won't be able to. Then she'll learn what's happened. Then I... I can't stand thinking of it, Larson. Look up, Bob. We all got to go someday. But hanging, going as a murderer. If he ain't guilty, you'll get square judgment later on. But what of the real killer? He goes free. Oh, he... Look here, Bob. I reckon I showed you I'm a friend, ain't I? Yeah, sure you have, Larson. Done all I could for you, huh? Yeah. I'd do more if you'd let me. I know how you feel about trusting anyone. But it's important that you mother get that money you got here. I'll take a message to her. I... Wait. Huh? Quiet. I heard something over yonder. I, I didn't hear it. I did. I... Let's keep him quiet. You didn't hit him too hard, did you, Tonto? Knock him out. I know. Well, be sure he isn't seriously hurt. Then gag him and tie him up. I don't savvy this. What, what does it mean? Who are hey, you? Alistair, if you have the chance to see your mother, will you be willing to come back here before daybreak? I, I, I'd do anything for that. If I could see Mom for just a few minutes... That's why I'd... we're here. Find the keys on the deputy, Tonto. Me got him. Here, Silver. Your mask? Yes. Why are you doing this for me? Because I think you deserve it. Eh, come on out. We'll let you see your mother. You'll have to travel on my horse with me. Tonto, you stay here and watch the deputy. Mm, me watch him. Is he conscious yet? No. Well, keep an eye on him. Gosh, I, I'm sure sorry you had to clout Mike Larson so hard. Why? Well, he was right fine to me. Hope he ain't hurt bad. He isn't. He was willing to do most anything for me. He seemed very friendly. Yeah, but come on. Let's start riding. If I got to be back here by sunup. Very well. Hope the guy should take good care of Larson, engine. Mm, Tonto do. I, I almost told him where the cash was hid. I reckon I might have took the chance if you hadn't come along. But wait... How do I know you won't steal the cash? I don't know where it is. You might watch Ma when she goes for it. 
How do you know about it in the first place? Well, answer me. Wait. I'm thinking... Well, I guess I'll have to take a chance on you. I ain't no choice. I know Larson will let me out of the jail. He's too honest to betray his job. Honest, is he? Sure. Very well, Bob. Huh? Back in jail with you. Oh, hold on. Wait a Let second. Go. Oh, what's the I matter? I want to talk to you some more. Oh, let go get of me. Get back there. Try to get some more and try to bring the deputy around as soon as possible. Uh, what did I do to make you change so suddenly? You said you'd trust that deputy. Well, trust him. The curtain falls on the first act of tonight's Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes... Please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Behold my process. Ooh, yeah, we do something right here, uh huh? It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy. From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! To the Loot Crate video box! What's with kids today, huh? Wowzers! With crates starting as large as 11 dollars per month, there's a box just about for all collectors in. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash Loot Crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media dot U-S forward slash Loot Crate. Great Scott! Snap into a Loot Crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. And now to continue our story. Bob McAllister, sentenced to death for murder, wished to send his savings to his mother, but felt that no one could be trusted. The Lone Ranger, believing the young man innocent, planned to release Bob long enough to carry the money himself. But at the last moment, learning that Deputy Sheriff Larson had proved friendly to his prisoner, the masked man returned Bob to his cell. Fifteen minutes later, the deputy recovered consciousness. Bob watched him from behind the bars. My head. You ain't hurt bad, are you, Larson? Who hit me? I, I, a redskin. Uh, uh, I remember now. Where'd he go? What'd he do? Don't know where he went, but he didn't do anything. I figured he might have planned to help me bust loose, but got scared away by something. You sure fetch me away. Uh, I hope it's knocked out. Not so very long. I don't have no way of keeping time. Oh, it's all. I'll hunt for that engine of Mars as soon as you... As soon as my hanging is over. Oh, it's a darn shame you're... Your mom will never have that cash. Deputy, I've got to trust someone. You're foolish not to. Ain't nothing to lose. I'd see that your mom got it. I'm going to trust you. Good. I'll do what I can, Bob. You ought to know that. Look here. There'll be another guard put on the job tonight, won't there? Sure. I I wish you'd head for Ma's place as soon as you relieved. Tell her all that happened. And tell her that I ain't guilty. That'll make it easier for her to bear. She'll believe you. I'll tell her, Bob. When you've told her, then tell her where my savings are hid. Where's that? Inside a hollow tree stump, 50 yards in front of the house. That'll be easy to find. Sure it will. Uh, it's going to be hard telling your ma about you. I know. But ma'll take it with her chin up. She's that kind. I hope so. 
be pretty late at night when I get there, though. Next guard has to relieve me first, and then it's a couple hours' ride. I'll be awake. She will? Yeah. She expected me to be coming home sometime before morning, and she'll likely be waiting up for me. Oh. There'll be lights in the house. Don't let me down, Larson. I'm trusting you. I won't let you down. Not on your life. I'll ride for your house as soon as the next guard comes to take my place. When the deputy was relieved, he immediately saddled and rode to the McAllister home as he'd promised. When he arrived, Bob's mother was half asleep in her favorite rocking chair, the lamp burning on the table beside her. The deputy knocked. She opened her eyes. Oh, that must be Bob come home. Must be I barred the door, not thinking. Door ain't barred at that. I wonder, is that you, Bob? No, ma'am. It's Deputy Sheriff Larson. What do you want at this time of night? I got news. I brought your son, ma'am. Open the door. What about him? Has, has something happened? Where is Bob? What I got to tell ain't pleasant, ma'am. Mind if I step in? Oh, come in. Come in, Deputy Larson. I, uh, I don't know just how to start, ma'am. What's I... happened to my son? I believed in him all through. That was why he trusted me, where he wouldn't trust nobody else. Will you get to the point? Well, a while ago, there was a man killed. Name was Joe Findlay. Well, what about it? Bob was working in town, as you know. Yes? We'd had a little argument with Joe, but none of us thought it was as serious as it turned out to be. You don't mean Joe. Joe Findlay was... The law charged Bob with a knife. Oh, there's a mistake. My Bob wouldn't do no such thing. That's just how I felt, ma'am. Even when they searched his desk where he worked and found the knife he used, I wouldn't believe it. Bob didn't do it. The law found different. He's, he's been found guilty, and I reckon you know what that means. It means Sheriff Green's made another mistake. Being his deputy, I should have thought just as he did. But I didn't think Bob was guilty. I was guarding him tonight, and he asked me to come here and tell you what happened. He wanted me to tell you that... that... Well, ma'am, they don't lose no time in carrying out the laws here, eh? He's to hang at sunup. Oh. Yeah. Now the worst is over. I... He said you'd be brave about it, ma'am. I... I will be, Mr. Larson. We... We got to be prepared. Prepared all the time. We got to see the West take those we love the most. I saw this country take my husband from me. I saw two of my children go. That was because of Indians. Now... Now, because the law, the justice of the East ain't come this far, I... I see my boy, Bob, taken from me. I'm right sorry about it, ma'am. Bob ain't guilty, Mr. Larson. I'm afraid that... He ain't guilty. My mother knows. I can't tell how, but if Bob ain't confessed to the crime, he didn't do it. Unless he tells me with his own lips that he'd done it, I won't believe it. I'll get my shawl and my bonnet. Where are you going? To see my boy, of course. But, ma'am, you can't do it. There's a horse and wagon in the barn. If you take me, I'll go to see Bob. I've got to get to hear from him if he'd done it or not. Well, you ain't allowed to talk to anyone. I'll find a way to talk to him. I'm sorry, you can't go. i got to travel myself now. I... I just brought you the news like I promised Bob I'd do. But, Mr. Larson... Sorry, ma'am. Uh, by the way, Joe Findlay had some bonds stolen from his place when he was killed. Ain't been found yet. If you happen to see them around anywhere, now or later, you'll know Bob took him. How would I find him? Bob come here, didn't he? He might have hit him around the house someplace. I have to go now. I'm going with you. Sorry, not with me. I got orders about that. No, stop me from getting to my boy. Oh, that deputy might have waited for me, drat him. Now I'll have to hitch up the horse myself. There he goes, heading away as fast as he can. <gasps> Who's that out there? Who are you? Better stay in the house, ma'am. Oh, what are you prowling around here for? Hey, come close so I can see you or I'll fire. Better not try any shooting, Mrs. McAllister. I'm sure 
Sheriff Reed. The sheriff? That's right, ma'am. Oh, is it true? Is Bob going to hang? Oh, tell me that it ain't the case. Tell me my boy ain't going to hang. I ain't nothing to say just yet, ma'am. Let me go inside your house where it's light. You haven't said he was going to hang? Can't tell just yet. Well, what's that you got? Mrs. McAllister, I took this tin box from the hollow stump where you just seen me. Oh. Do you recognize the box? Oh, yes, I... Oh, that is... Don't tell me anything that ain't true, ma'am. I'm trying to get the facts on something. Well, I... That's Bob's name scratched on the tin there. Yes. His box, ain't it? Yes, sir. Thanks for being honest. He, he never did tell me where he kept that box hid. He kept saying that if ever we was in awful trouble and had to have money, we'd have it saved up in there. Mm-hmm. My, my boy was always thinking of, of a rainy day. Oh, but I don't care about that now. I want to get to town and see Bob. Let's just have a look in this box first. Nothing. Looks like bonds here, don't it? Yes. There ain't much cash here, not more than fifteen, twenty dollars in silver. These bonds are worth something, though. I ain't interested, Sheriff. Let me go to Bob. Mrs. McAllister, these bonds are the one that was stolen from the man Bob went to jail for killing. No. Yep, they sure are. Old Joe Findlay owned these bonds. And the man that killed him stole him. Sheriff Green. Yes? Hurry. Where? Come on. There's more to be seen. I brought your horse up to the house. Who's that masked man? Tell you later. Hurry before it's too late. I'm coming. Oh, Bob didn't steal him. He's been framed, Sheriff. Listen to See me. See you later. Come. I'm with you. Oh, Sheriff, he ain't a thief. He ain't a killer. Wait right there, Mrs. McAllister. We'll be back. But that man... Wait for us, ma'am. And keep that lamp burning in the window. But keep the lamp burning. Get up there. Get up there. Hail left the McAllister home and rode swiftly to a point several hundred yards distant. There they found Lem Purvis standing beside a powerful chestnut mare. What's the word, Lem? I got your signal when you lit the fire. And I got the signal from that there point south of here. We all worked like you said. Where's the other signal? It's Tonto down there. See his fire? Come on, then. Hello, Silver! Masked man and the sheriff, with Lem following behind, urged their mounts toward the small signal fire where Tonto is. The faithful agent greeted them with a shout. There! There, another fire! I see it, Tonto! Follow us! Get away, fire! Hi there! Wait for me! We wait for no one! This is the night to ride for justice! Come on there! Come on, Silver! Led by the swift strides of silver, the group made their way toward another signal fire. But ahead of them, concealed, as he thought, by the darkness, Deputy Sheriff Larson was hastily scooping a hollow in the soft earth next to a limestone rock. We hear him as he speaks aloud. I can get the cash in the way get back to town before the old woman gets there. I've got to do it. Can't take the chance of having her talk to Bob. It wouldn't do. Now I reckon we'll Don't make a move. What? I got you. Cover lesson. Green. What's this mean? It means I size a rat upright. We got your cold. You dirty killer. I'll have a look at what you're planting there, Larson. Listen, Sheriff. How'd that man get loose? I let him loose. Take a look at what he has, Sheriff. Keep him covered. Here's cash. Lots of it. And more Joe Finley's bonds as well. Let me explain that. Here's Finley's watch. Larson, this puts a noose around your neck instead of Bob McAllister's. You went to the hollow tree, all right. You stole my cash, you'll have some bonds to frame me tighter than ever. If they was ever found. I didn't hurt. Trouble with that lie, Larson, is that we was there and seen you. You're framing me. It's a put-up job. It's a put-up job, all right. From the time the masked man here believed in Bob and mistrusted you because of what Lem Purvis told him. I did, and I was right. I never misjudged a man in my life. You see, Larson, while you were knocked out, 
Bob McAllister told how you were so eager to do him a favor and tell his mother where his cash was hidden. You're not a man who does favors of that sort. You weren't satisfied with what you'd already stolen. You wanted Bob's cash as well. You plotted to get it just as we thought you would. And and you went further. You figured to solve my cash in the same hiding place with the rest of your loot. Yeah, and you done more than we hoped you would. What are you going to do about it? Ain't you anxious to know how we come in your hiding place? What's the odds? Bob went with Tano and Lem Purvis when you left the house. Each time you turned, one of them stayed to mark the turn. When you finally stopped, each lit some brushwood to fetch all the others. We got you red-handed. Well, you won't get me alive. I'll show you. Uh, I got him. Uh, by darn, I'm still handy with the six-gun. Broke the skunk. My leg's broken. You don't need to stand, Larson. You're going to hang. You better get for home, Bob. Your ma's waiting up for you. I'm free? There'll be formalities in court, but I guess you can go home for what's left of the night. I'll see you get back your cash after court's over with. Now, where's the masked man that got me to try a scheme to find a killer? Oh, shucks, Sheriff Green. Him and his engine friend moved off after this rat was shot. But I want to see him. Don't reckon you will. By cracky, he's just like me. The two of us sure can size up a straight shooter like McAllister and a pole cat like Larson as well. Come on there, Silver! More trouble ahead! I don't see you! just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger.
United States established a new frontier spreading its government over the new western territory, it found it almost impossible to cope with the lawlessness that ran rampant. Heroes of justice were born in those hectic days, stalwart men whose deeds have been recorded in the written history of this great country. Most picturesque and colorful of all is the phantom figure of the plains who rode astride a great white horse called Silver. Let us return to the west of old and thrill to another exciting adventure. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! That's it, old fellow! We've been so ahead of us! Dig in, old boy! I'll Silver! Away! United States Marshal Dan Calloway had been appointed to temper the reckless methods of the Western law agencies and do away with the unfair trials existing in those days. In the first scene of our Lone Ranger drama, we find Steve Tucker, the sheriff of Grant County, in a heated argument with Calloway. I tell you, Calloway, you're all wrong. All this newfangled, doggone tomfoolery of yours is just the thing the crooks around here profit by. Your old style methods of punishing crooks was all right a time back, Tucker. But now, since the gold hills have brought so many folks, we need more law and order. Law and order is right. But I'm dead ready if you'll get that same by making it easy for crooks to get away with thieving and murder. Who says we're making it easy? I do. Maybe you are the U.S. Marshal, but you're still an idiot. According to law, a man's innocent till he's proved guilty. Ah, that means that we can know our critter is guilty just as well as we know our own name. But can't do nothing less than we can prove it. That's right. Ah, look at Slim Carter. That slick-haired, smooth-talking polecat killed Bart Jones as sure as you're born. Wasn't proved. He stole the folded money that Pete Frisbee had saved up. He even spent that money. And still he went free when he got to trial. He wasn't proved guilty, Tucker. As sheriff, it's your job to get enough evidence to convince a jury. I just as much as seen Slim Carter kill old Bart. But you didn't see it, did you? I know he was guilty. Blast it all, Calloway. It is up to him to prove he wasn't guilty. That's where you're wrong, Sheriff Tucker. Your methods are old-fashioned. Now take my advice and run the office like it should be run, or you'll have to be replaced. Why, blast your hide. That dirty coyote Hey, watch your speech. In the eyes of the law, Carter is as honest as you are. Yeah. He's free when he should have swung a month ago. Free to go and rob and kill some more. That skunk is laughing at the law. You seem pretty sure of yourself, Sheriff. I am. He can do just what he doggone well pleases the way you handle things. Zeke Merrill will tell you the same. Zeke Merrill? Yes. He's worth a heap of money. Owns a big gold claim in the hills. Zeke will tell you what sort of critter Slim Carter is. How's he know? Same as me. We was together when we heard what old Bart said before he died. If only he was alive... He'd tell a few things about Carter, too. Well, there ain't no proof that Carter killed him. The and... word of Zeke Merrill and me ain't enough? No. Carter proved by witnesses that he was somewhere else. And that's all that's needed in the court of law. Listen, Calloway, you come with me. Where to? Zeke Merrill's house. I don't know if he'll be there or not. He might be out living in the shack at his claim like he does ever so often. But if he's to home, he'll tell you a few things about Slim Carter. I ain't interested in hearsay ever. Well, come along anyhow. Dad Rabbit, something has to be done to put Carter where he belongs. If it ain't done, he'll clean out the whole blame town. I ain't interested in hearsay, I tell you. Then I'll go get Zeke and fetch him to you. Blasted newfangled way of doing things. Ain't right, that's all. Ain't right. Zeke Merrill was respected throughout the community for his honesty and fair dealing. We go to his home now and meet his daughter, Nancy, busily engaged packing things into a trunk, while Slim Carter, the man discussed in the last scene, helps her. I don't 
you'll understand Paul not coming here to bid us goodbye, Slim. He said he'd try to get down from his claim, Nancy, but he thinks he struck a new load and he's anxious to follow it. But he did say he was willing for us to get married. Oh, sure. Didn't I tell you why? Yes. Wouldn't doubt my word, would you, Nancy? But if I doubted you, Slim, do you think I'd be fixing to marry you and take the next stage for the East? <laughs> sure not. You're a great girl, honey. There, there's only one thing worries me, Slim. What's that, honey? Would you care as much for me if Paul wasn't so rich? <laughs> of course I would. What's his cash you had to do with us? Well, likely we'll have it all someday. Money don't mean a thing to me. Oh, I'm glad to hear you say that. Hustle up now. Get that packing done. We'll sleep over the next town. Get married. Uh... Why not here? No, I sooner do the thing short of secret. I don't want a lot of noise making on the horse player when we take the stage. Yes, that's Paul. Oh, I... I'll go see. You wait right here, Slim. Howdy, Miss Nancy. Is your father home? Oh, Sheriff Tucker. I'm glad to see you. Come on in. Where is he? He's at his plane. Shucks, I think you don't see him. I'm sorry, but step in the other room. I'm just packing my things. Packing your things? Mm-hmm. Slim Carter and I are going to be married and take the next stage for the East. What's that? Slim Carter? Yes. What? Why, that dirty... Sheriff, don't you dare say anything against Slim. Father said it was all right for us to be married. Your father said that? When? Slim rode up to his plane to ask him. He said it would be all right. That's a downright lie. Where is that sneak? Right here. Are you dirty? That's the fair, Sheriff Tucker. I've got you covered. Then don't shoot. I won't. Unless the sheriff aims to make some trouble for himself. You had it in for me ever since you failed to solve a couple of crimes. You tried to frame me for him, Tucker. Well, you... you... Thanks to the U.S. Marshal, you didn't get away with it. You're a murderer and a crook. He isn't. He told me how he's been treated here. That's why he's leaving for the East. Nancy, see, do some straight thinking. That smooth-talking horn toad has you believe in anything he wants to tell you. He's been misjudged. Just because he's from the East, you try to frame him so you get credit for solving some crimes. No, oh, of all the blasts. Oh, what's your language, Sheriff? Well, you, you... Nancy and I are getting married and leaving on the next stage for the East. Well, by darn, you ain't doing no such thing. You can't stop it. The heck I can't. You ain't leaving here till I see your father. I'll bring him here and then see what he's got to say. He won't come. He told him so. He'll come soon enough if he hears you're fixing to marry that crook. Why don't you go and see him, Tucker? That's a smart idea. There, you see? Slim is on the level. There ain't nothing with less sense than a woman in love. By thunderation, Nancy, this polecat sure enough got you believing black's white. You'd better leave here, Sheriff Tucker. I don't like the things you've said. You ain't heard nothing to what I'd like to say. Please go. I'll go. But by thunder, you just try leaving town till I get your old man here. You just try. I'll have the stage held till I get back with Zeke. Now, hold on a minute, Sheriff. I have something to say. You said too much. I don't suppose there's any sense wasting time trying to convince you that I did see Zeke. No, it ain't. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. Well? You wait until tomorrow morning, I'll ride up to Zeke's claim with you. You will? Sure I will. What time? Well, I don't get up as early as you do. Let's plan to start about nine o'clock. Well, that's the middle of the day. I won't start at dawn. We'll leave at nine. Well, it'll be dark when we get there. What of it? We'll spend the night with Zeke and then start back the next morning. But, Tim, that'll mean we'll miss the stage. That's all right, honey. We can take the next one. I'd sooner wait a while and have a lot of trouble with this old fool. Old fool, huh? All right. We'll see Zeke Merrill, and if he says he's willing for you and his girl to marry, then by thunder, I guess I am an old fool. I'll meet you at nine in the morning. The Lone Ranger and Tonto enter our story at this point. The famous masked man and his Indian companion were camped in the shelter of huge rocks high up in the gold hills. Their fire was too small to be noticed by a man who rode past them. 
Although it's dangerous riding through these hills after dark. It's plenty bad. There are dozens of places on the trail where a single misstep means certain death. Not right. Those who know these hills don't travel after dark. Hunter Gold, Warden Rider. Very well. You stay here. Meet Rider now. Yeah, now, Silroll boy. I guess you're pretty well fixed for the night. We'll start out at daybreak, Silver, and head for town to see about the new United States Marshal there. You wait! Well, the rider is. I'd like to see him, but if he saw my mask, he might think it was a hold-up and try to run for it. Oh, yeah! Tonto! Have you been hit? Me, all right. Why did he fire at you? Me, not know. Me try to stop him. And he shot at you? Uh, him may be local. Did you see who it was? No, not see him. Plenty dark. We've got to go after it. Steady, Silver. Who, right? Trail? Yes, that man must be stopped. Trail danger. Silver can cover it. That man thought you were a highwayman. It'll be our fault if he's hurt. Here, saddle. Cinch up and hurry. morning, Sheriff Tucker stopped at the home of Carter according to the arrangements made the night before. It had been agreed that Carter would accompany the sheriff to Zeke Merrill's mine. You there, Carter? Sounds like he's sick or something. Ready to go? Oh, Sheriff, I'm a sick man. What is it? I don't know what it is. I've been awake all night. First a bad toothache, and I've got the aching all over. So you're scheming to get out of heaven, Zeke Merrill, tell the truth about it. No, no, it ain't that. I just ain't up to riding in the mountains today. Very savvy. I, I wish I could. Look here, Tucker. Why ain't you right up there alone? And leave you here? Sure. You can ask Merrill if he didn't say it'd be all right for me to marry Nancy. I can guess his answer without riding up there. But you can't. You won't believe what I say. You're right, I won't. Go ask him. And leave you here? Yeah. Then you hightail it while I'm gone. I'll wait here till you get back. I'll give you my word on it. Your word ain't worth a hoop to me. I wouldn't trust you as far as I can throw a mountain. I tell you that if I... want water. Huh? Where did you come from? Me travel a long way. Me want water. Well, help yourself to water, Redskin. There's a spring east of the house. What matter, feller? Huh? You plenty sick? That's what he tells me, but I got my doubts. Him sick, feller. Me fix him. Well, hold on. What ails him, Injun? Me look. Find out. Get away from me. I don't want no redskin around me. Oh, you got fever. I ain't. Stay wrong, Carter. Some of these redskins know more about doctrine than regular sawbones. Oh, this fella plenty sick. Me stay here. Make him well. Now, look, I... See what you can do for him, Injun. I'll go get a couple of men to stand guard here. I'll do what you say, Carter, and head for Merrill's shack. But I'll make blame sure you stay here and don't run off with Nancy when I ain't around. I'll be back pronto with some guards. Confounded, Injun. I need no more sick than you are. Now clear out of here. You not know, Tonto. I don't want to know you. It's plenty dark last night. You not see Injun good. What do you mean? You not shoot straight. You miss. Get away from me. I didn't mean no harm last night. I didn't want to hurt you. You not hurt any fella again. Don't. Don't you that night. Don't. Tonto, fix him you for all time. Please, please, Injun, go away. Don't look at me like that. Oh, now, Tonto, fix him you. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media.
fiery horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high of silver, the Lone Ranger. Slim Carter, whose elopement with Nancy Merrill was prevented by the sheriff, had agreed to face Nancy's father the next morning. But that same night, he made a secret trip to Merrill's mine, meeting Tonto on the way and firing at him. When the sheriff called for Slim, the young man pretended to be too sick to make the journey. Tonto entered, and when the sheriff left, he remained behind to threaten Carter. Our next scene is in the sheriff's office. Tucker is strapping his guns on. Doggone, Sheriff. What are you doing back in the office? I'm here to get you. Strap on your shooting iron and come with me. To Zeke Merrill's claim? No, I've got to go on there alone. Slim Carter has took six. Sick, eh? <laughs> Too doggone bad he can't be worse off. Reckon that's the only way that polecat's crooked work will ever be stopped. I thought he was bluffing at first, just wanting to get out on a trip to Merrill's claim. But I guess he's really sick. Why? An engine came while I was there. He said Slim had the fever. Maybe it's the cussedness inside him biling up. Anyhow, I ain't taking no chances. On what? Him pulling the wool over my eyes. I wouldn't put it past him to play sick just to get me to go to see Zeke by myself and leave him to run off with Nancy as soon as my back is turned. Oh, I'm ready. What'll I do? Stay right with Slim Carter. Stand guard. So he can't leave, eh? Right. Come on now. Uh, uh, Sheriff. Yeah? Look. I'm t- to stand guard on that critter all day long, ain't I? Yep. Maybe all night if you don't get back by dark. Maybe. If it's dark when I'm at Merrill's place, I'll spend the night there sooner than make the mountain trail at night. Yeah. Now, what I was thinking of was this. Suppose, for instance, Slim Carter figured to try and bust away from me. Don't let him. Oh, I wouldn't let him. I was just a thinking, suppose he did try and bust away. Maybe I'd have to use my fist or a gun butt to sort of keep him quiet. Uh, that'd be all right, wouldn't it? Hold on. If he tries to bust away, keep him quiet. I sure will. But don't get handy with your fists if he behaves himself. I can't tolerate that sort of roughhouse. Oh, no, Sheriff, I... Uh, get up, there. wonder where the marshal is. The less I see of him, the better I like it. Dang fool notions he has about enforcing the law, give me the willies. Well, maybe someday he'll learn better. <laughs> hey, Sheriff, look yonder. Sheriff, Sheriff, help me. What the Sam Hill? That's Slim Carter. He don't run like a man that sounds sick with a fever. What's the matter with you? Save me. Don't let that engine get me. He's like to kill me. What engine? He's got me mixed with someone else. He thinks I tried to kill him or something. He's got the wrong man. Seems like you got a way of always being mistook for someone else. He'll kill me if he has a chance. Gosh, wouldn't that be too bad? Make him go away. Look at the way he stands there glaring at me. He ain't the only one that looks at you with that sort of expression. Don't go away. You've got to stay in town. It's your duty to protect the citizens. Oh? Well, I'm not staying here. I'm going to Zeke's claim. Then make that redskin leave. Make him clear out. He's got as much right to be here as anyone. What's he done? Well, he ain't done nothing yet. It's what he's going to do. You're local. I ain't local. See for yourself. There he is standing, staring, waiting for his chance. Sam, you better ride along with me. I reckon there ain't no use you staying around town. You can't leave me. Well, I'll go with you. Now you're showing sense. Well, I'd sooner go and stay here with that redskin. All right, then. Get your horse and come along. That engine don't use the ways of white doctors, but he seems to have cured whatever ailed you mighty sudden. Get your horse. We'll wait for you. Well, I'll get things up. I'll be with you pronto. <laughs> Somehow, Sam, I like that redskin. Me too. He's coming this way. Hi, engine. Oh. Uh, what'd you do to that, hombre? Me talking... You? Sure. What do you want to talk about? Feller, go to claim. Who went where? Feller named Slim. Go Merrill Place last night. He did? Huh? What'd he go there for? Murder. Murder? Leaping cactus. Mean to say he's killed Zeke Merrill? You come. We find out. We're heading there pronto. First. Huh? 
You here, Tonto, talk. Your name, Tonto? Mm, that's right. You here, plan. Plan? Me scare, bad feller. You scared him all right enough, but what's the reason? And what's this about a murder? Tonto, tell you. While Slim Carter was saddling his horse for the ride to Merrill's place, Tonto told Sheriff Tucker of the Lone Ranger's plan. Then the sheriff, his deputy Sam, and Slim proceeded to the Gold Hills. Slim was quiet for most of the trip. But towards sundown, he grew more and more uneasy with each passing moment. Straight ahead, and there's the shack, Sam. Yep. Won't be long before we get there now. Reckon we won't have long to wait for grub, neither. Zeke will be fixing up some vittles about the time we get there. And I'm that hungry I could eat my boots. Yeah, me too. Not only you, Carter. You don't seem comfortable in that saddle. I'm all right. For your sake, Carter, I hope you told the truth about what Zeke said. Sure I did. Well, we get the truth firsthand pretty quick now. I told it to you. Zeke Marrow agreed you can marry Nancy, huh? Sure, that's it. That don't sound like Zeke, by darn. Well, you're going to ask him, ain't you? You think I'd have made you ride all the way up here if I didn't know what I was talking about? There ain't no telling what a critter like you will do, Carter. Ain't no way of figuring out why you do the things you do, not Ever ridden this trail before, Slim? Oh, me? Yeah, you. Oh, what made you think I had? Just ask him, that's all. That Indian said you took a shot at him last night. You don't believe an Indian, do you? Getting so, I don't believe much of what anyone says. I reckon there ain't no use anymore. A man has got to have cold facts to work on. Uh, if he looks at things like the new marshal does, it don't matter a bit what a man believes. Sheriff, I, I reckon it'd be better if you and the deputy went on alone. Went on alone? What do you mean? You said. Oh, hold steady. I'll wait here for you. You go on and talk to Zeke and see just what he says. You're coming along with us. Oh, but hold on, Sheriff. You're a suspicious man. Got reasons to be. Oh, if I was there, you might have a notion I was making Zeke agree to the marriage. If I ain't there, there won't be no interference. You can ask him anything you want to ask him. And where'd you be while I'm talking to him? I'll be right around. I ain't gonna run out on you. Maybe he likes Sam. What do you think? Well, there ain't no harm in us going on alone. He can't get far. Even if he does try to get back to town, he won't make it in time to do him no good. Well, wait right here, Sheriff. When you finish talking to Zeke and found I'm on the level, you can just come to the door and wave to me. All right, you stay right here and see that you wait. Come on, Sam. Get up. Get up. I'll be right here waiting. You better be. I'll be here, I'm sure. You can't go back with me. Right in the next half hour, I'll see the end of all my troubles. Don't move. Like mask. Go ahead to the cabin, but go slowly. Oh, oh listen, mister, if it's cash, you want I don't want cash. Get going. Into Zeke Merrill's cabin, Slim. Here's over. Who are you? Why should I go to Merrill's cabin? You'll find out when you get there. Now on your way. I won't do it. I ain't moving a step near the cabin. Hurry. No. Well, let's talk it over. Put them guns down, stranger. Hurry. You made a mistake. You got the wrong man. I ain't who you think I am. You're Slim Carter. I won't go to that house. We'll see about that. Hey, let go. Let me go. Let me go. Now, come along. Come on, Silver. Oh, oh, stop. Let me go. Don't pull me like this. You drag me off my horse. They'd lose that rope. It won't do you any good to yell like that. You would come along peaceably. I wouldn't have had to rope you. Here we are. Oh, boy. Just to make sure you say where you put, I'll toss more coils of rope on you. Please, listen to me. Wait a minute, Mr. Carter. Go on over here. Here's someone to see you, Merrill. Carter. 
Save me. He's got me wrong. Again? No, none of you. Draw your guns. I'm covering you. What's the big idea of this? Put this man near your fire. Help me. Help me, Sheriff. What for? All of you listen to what I have to say. Merrill, you and Sheriff Tucker, the only ones who know Slim Carter for what he really is. Let me out. It's life and death. It's hot here. Put that fire out. Listen to me. Shut up. We got something more interesting to hear. Go on, stranger. What's the mask mean? Who is this man, Sheriff Tucker? Throw more wood on that fire. I'll attend to it. Both of you men knew Slim Carter was no good. He had to get rid of both of you so he could marry Nancy and inherit your money, Zeke. I'd like to see him try to marry Nancy. He was figuring on it. If you were killed, she'd believe his story that you gave permission for the marriage. If the sheriff was killed with you, there would be no obstacle left. That's what Slim Carter planned when he sent Sheriff Tucker here. And the murderess. Why, you dirty scheming pole. Hey, I'll, I'll explain everything. I can explain it all. I'll do the explaining. Let's have more fire. It's cold here. Sam, more wood. Yes, sir. Oh, wait. Don't throw more wood on that fire. Fill the fire high so it'll last till morning. We leave here and get the U.S. Marshal to come up and get Slim Carter. I hope you got proof what you said, mister. How did he plan to kill us? Let the Marshal find that out. Come with me. No, 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 don't leave me. Don't leave me to die. You can't do it. It's the same as murder. You'll be comfortable oh, here, Carter. No, the rope no. won't hurt unless you struggle. No, no. We'll be back before you need food. No. Let's go. Keep you come along. You say so, Tucker. That's all the wood is on here. It'll do. No, not that wood. Don't leave me. Get out of here. Save me. What do you mean? I've done it. I've built a log of glass and powder. It's in the fire now. It'll blow up most any minute. Save me. Take me out of here. Hurry while there's a chance. You admit filling along with powder? Hey, I'm telling you. That didn't kill Zeke Merrill? I admit anything. Just take me out of Sending here. Sending the sheriff here to die? Yes, yes. All right, that's all we need. Your confession will be enough. You needn't worry, Carter. I followed you last night. Saw you come here and fill that log with powder. Put it where Zeke Merrill would take it into the house for tonight's fire. You did? Well, I'll be. And you didn't tell me? Instead, I took the powder from the log. It's harmless. Tell the way to town to learn more about Slim Carter. Now we got you, Slim, with your own confession. Frame me. Frame me. Well, I deny it all. What's the word of a mask, man? There ain't no proof of what you say. And you think the U.S. Marshal will believe you in preference to us? Well, I'll take my chances on that. Of all the dirty two-faced double-tied skunks. Well, we're witnesses to what you confess. Sure, and the two of you have been trying to jail me all along. Well, I'm glad there's law and order in this section that calls for proof. Timing. You overlook one thing, Carter. Well? You're counting on the leniency of the new marshal. He's for law and order. He certainly is. And that's why Tyler brought him here to overhear all that you said. We oh, hear him. gents. Marshal, did you hear this rat-faced crook squealing when he thought his worthless hide was in danger? I sure did, Merrill. And it looks like Sheriff Tucker and I had better get together on the way we deal out justice. Carter, this is a time you stuck your neck right into the noose. Sure, he didn't do it. The masked man and Tonto stuck his neck in for him. Come on there, silver old boy. There's trouble ahead and Tonto is waiting. I'll see you there.
you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! <laughs>